The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. In this episode, we share how the personal stories that we told ourselves about ourselves evolved over the course of our lives so far. Welcome to the podcast where it's all about living your love story and making your life a story where love wins. My name is Sienna. And my name is Toast. We're married and we've been partners in life, love, and music since 2001, over 20 years. On this show, we share our life as an Asian American lesbian couple. Some of our favorite topics are positive spirituality, holistic health, sometimes cats, lesbian alert, and other things we hope are entertaining, uplifting, and helpful for living your love story. So here we go. Welcome to our home studio in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome to part two in our series about the stories we tell ourselves. Before we get into the, the main portion of this, though, we just wanted to say happy spring because spring has sprung in the northern hemisphere. Happy equinox. Yes, hope you had a great one. Uh, but then, you know, we don't know when you're listening to this. That's, That's the nature of podcasts I these know. days, right? So that is true. If you did listen to part one, mm-hmm. um, there was some talk about Taco Bell, a quick update. We did not get Taco Bell. We did not. All right. I don't know we what was happening. We did not make a run for the board. <laughs> we did not. So anyways, before we get into more of the stories we tell ourselves, we have just been so enjoying the nature out here. I mean... That's one of the I'm reasons so loving we moved Portland. Yes. to this yes. area. And the thing I really love are the trees. This is a tree-loving town, I mean, people. it's Christmas trees everywhere, giant, amazing trees. And when you look at them, we, look, we, we just imagine like, how long has this tree been here? Oh my gosh, what was the stories those trees could tell? You know, because they've been here so long and what have they witnessed and all this. It's just, it's just amazing to me. And recently, Toast and I had the honor of meeting and learning about three giant sequoia trees. Um, just growing story. between two houses in a neighborhood around town. And the sto- just yeah. And like the story. In a residential area. The story about them. Mm-hmm. Um, these trees are over 150 years old. I can't even wrap my head around that. When we were driving to see them, it was at night and they had strung beautiful white lights all the way up to the top of the tree. It was just amazing. And when we went to see them, we had not, we didn't know as much about them, actually. We really didn't know, except that they were 150 years old. And so uh, 
through looking at the plaque that was put right by these beautiful trees, we were able to visit a website where we found a, a short documentary about these trees. And boy, it was just so moving about how a community came together to save these trees from being cut down by a developer. Quote unquote developer. Right. I have to say this, and this relates yes, to stories. Yes, say, say it. You know, the language that we use, the words that we use that imply certain things, the fact that we call people who will take, uh, you know, entities and organizations and people who will take a piece of a l- land, mm-hmm. you know, take land where there are 150-year-old trees growing mm-hmm. on them and cut them down yeah, let's and develop it. And kill them. And, yes. and they call that developing. Yeah, I, know. I know. It's like, oh, man. The but it stories was, that undergird our, our society up to this point, it's, it's, it's hopeful and refreshing to be able to be aware of, of that type of language yeah. and hopefully to be part of, you know, changing that. Yes. Um, But of course, it's going to take a long time. But if you're interested in learning more about these amazing trees, you can go, we will link it, but it's savethegiants.org. And it just, it was so inspiring to see how one person, his name is Arthur Bradford, really felt this call to save these trees and how he told someone and someone told someone and soon before you knew it through a lot of through a lot of work though the commun- the whole community came together and saved these trees and raised so much money for them mm-hmm. um one, a part of it was a loan i mean you'll have to watch watch the documentary but they and raised and it's only it's less than a half an hour isn't it yeah and they but they raised like almost 900 they had to find funding for $900,000. Was it that much? I believe so, yeah. I mean, watch really? the documentary. Yeah, it was, it was an incredible amount. Oh. I mean, maybe the, maybe the developer discounted it a bit in, in some of the negotiations, but I remember that was one of the asks in order for the trees to be saved. They had to pay this incredible amount, which the developer knew they couldn't, they couldn't pay this. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. And so, anyways... So inspiring. It's a whole oh my story. gosh. It's a whole story. So you have to watch it. If you ever come to Portland, Oregon, you need to visit these amazing trees. They have stories. Good segue. <laughs> okay. All right. So we are here, part two in the series about the stories we tell ourselves. But as a quick recap in part one the previous episode which of course you can go listen to in its entirety but in part one we really talked about why we made the case for why stories are important the stories that we tell ourselves are so important and they are so important that um we don't even realize what they are so many times and that's part of the trickiness of them you know to to become more aware of that and the admonition in part one was to try and remember and accept the fact that we don't know the whole story mm-hmm. and be okay with not knowing and, and stopping ourselves from just rushing to fill in the blanks and making up stories, which end up being judgments about mm-hmm. other people or about ourselves. So that was part one. 
So now in part two, we are going to talk about the stories that we've told ourselves about ourselves. <laughs> Trying to bring awareness taking to that. A look at that. Yeah, taking a look at that and rewriting it because I bet you've probably outgrown some of the stories that you've told yourself. So let's start. Okay. And we, we just thought the best way to approach this is to talk about the stories we've told ourselves as we've realized, hey, yeah, what, 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 you know, what stories have I just taken on unconsciously mm-hmm. and that have therefore uh, probably colored our uh, perceptions and feelings about ourselves and about other people? This is, yeah, this is actually, part two is actually a really big topic because a lot of the stories that we are, we're walking around continuing to tell ourselves were really formed when we were so young. Right. Because that's what shapes us, right? That's what gives us the framework for what will become our life. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's really interesting when you take, take a moment or many moments to really look at your life, what's happened in your life, um, to go all the way back. And, because you'll see, you'll see a thread connecting certain things. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that thread and what it's connecting will show you something about your beliefs. It'll show you something about a story that you tell yourself. And then with that story, you can go further back to see, gosh, when did, when did I write that story for myself? Mm-hmm. You know. And again, like Toast mentioned, it's not a conscious writing of a story for, for many of us. It's right. just a story we've stayed with. Um, but now that we, you know, when we know better, when we know, oh, yeah, this is not serving me anymore. It served a purpose then. It's not serving me anymore. We can then rewrite it. So do you want to share a little bit about your uh, story? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, so I grew up or I was born into, um, from my earliest memory, an evangelical Christian nuclear family. So the story that was given to me and that, so I just adopted and took on because that's the human nature <laughs> of, mm-hmm. of all of us, right? Is to have, mm-hmm. what story do we live by? Was that what is called the Bible by, <laughs> by the Christian religion. Yeah. Um, did you hear that meow? <laughs> that was Bear, our cat. Bear has entered the studio. All right. Okay. So, so I was given the Bible as the, uh, as the blueprint, as the, the facts for how life is and why life is the way it is and why the world is the way it is and how to understand life and how to understand the world is the Bible. Mm. As interpreted. A good book. As interpreted by, you know, a particular Christian church. Mm-hmm and the authorities within that particular organization. So that's what I, I believed. Until I was like, oh, I think I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> so that, but that allowed you to open up. 
that was like a little chink in mm. the uh in the tapestry right mm-hmm. in in the in the mm-hmm. silver screen of the movie theater that there was, was a loose thread and you pulled it, it, it and it, it opened up the tapestry i was like wait a minute hmm hmm mm. wait ha huh. mm hmm right especially having been uh, born and raised in a time and a culture where I didn't even know what being gay was. Like I, I thought it meant being happy. I know. That's the you, only when meaning. When you tell it that story, me. it's funny to me because it is funny. It's freaking hilarious <laughs> in retrospect, you know. But at the time, it wasn't. Mm. At the time, it was very disorienting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and confusing. Uh, uh, and it took. It started a, you know, deviation from the road that I had been plopped down on, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But I'm so grateful for it because, wow, what an adventure into understanding human evolution and history of civil rights and of science and so many geeky, nerdy things that I was just like, I need to, like, learn from for myself and go off and, you know, do my own research. And this was back in the day before the internet. So just before the internet, just before. The so internet. you're talking like card catalogs. At first it was, yeah, at first oh it was gosh. card catalogs, man. Um, but again, just before, just before the internet. So then the internet came along and then I was able to do uh, searching on AOL. <laughs> For those who might remember America Online. Anyways, the whole point is that my initial story... Okay, we need to take oh. a pause in the studio oh, okay. to help our cat get out of that box. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. Okay, so Bear was telling himself a story that he was not capable of jumping out of that box. <laughs> but he did. He jumped in a very deep, tall box. And... We helped him. He's out. Everyone's safe. All right. So finish telling your story. Okay. Uh, So the point was that the initial story was the Bible contains everything and the truth about the way the world works and the reality Mm -hmm. about what life is and how life is. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I think I'm gay. And then it's like, so that took me on a whole long journey of like, well, is there, is there really like something horribly, terribly wrong and evil and gross and perverted about me? Because that's what the, you know, that's what I'm, I've been told that Mm -hmm. what gay people are is that they're, they're awful. There's something horribly perverted and wrong and gross about being gay. And I tried to match that up with my experience and what I knew about myself Mm -hmm. and, and also, you know, other people as I met them. And I tried to examine that and what the Bible said about other people things about what's quote unquote natural and what's not natural and 
yada yada. So much learning about culture and history and all of that stuff. And after years, I'm talking years, like a decade of of just living with the questions and learning, I have come to realize, and thank God this is, you know, has, it has been decades since this, since then, of like, you know, that initial story about the Bible containing all of the, and, and the interpretation of it, like, that's what the truth about life is. That's a story I no longer believe. and it took me years damn it um what a ride so that's one of the stories Mm. and i would say there's there's another um yeah and so not only is that not true not only is the bible not true in that sense but that life is richer and deeper and more meaningful and and more beautiful in in a way that is so rich. Uh, and the Bible has a place within it. You know, what the Bible says has a place within it. But there's more magic to life than mm-hmm. even what was initially presented. So that's, oh. that's a nutshell. That's, that's it in a nutshell. Um, but let's throw it to you, Sienna, for your, your story about... Well, I mean, there's so many, there's so many stories. I know, I know. But I think the one that has been the most pronounced in my life is the story of I am the victim. I know it's, that's heavy, right? That feels like, ooh. (laughs) But I grew up with a lot of pain um, in my life. And so with pain comes, I'm a victim of this pain. I'm a victim of this pain. And so as I grew up, I experienced a lot of things that felt um, unfair. I mean, everyone will say life is not fair, but things that just did not feel right. Mm-hmm. Where Injustice. It, yeah, where it could yeah. be seen like, oh, I am a victim. So that was the story. I believed in it. And so what you believe, people in general want to be right. The human brain wants to be right. So whatever you're believing your story to be, you will essentially, in general, create that to be right. I mean, it's just a strange thing. Self to be, to have life make sense. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It comes back to that. It Mm -hmm. goes back to that. So I have realized like, okay, this isn't working for me anymore. (laughs) You know, I mean, it helped me at the time Mm -hmm. when I created that story as a little, little girl, because it, if you are a victim if you create the story that I am a victim, what are you going to do? You're going to be very careful, right? If you are a victim, you're going to be very careful. Mm-hmm. You're going to make sure you don't put yourself in situations that are dangerous. You are going to make sure, you know, there's a, there's a different level of um, awareness mm-hmm. that you cultivate if you believe that story, mm-hmm. I'm a victim. So it served me right? To keep myself safe. Right. But after a while, it no longer served me because then I'm too safe. I'm playing it too safe. Mm. Um, I'm creating or being a part of these situations where um, things are, things are very unfair. Things, you know, Mm -hmm. 
Or it's like, why is this happening? Oh my God, is this happening again? Mm. And so the new story is I am victorious. I am thriving. I am a thriving, victorious person. And so that helps to really shift that victim story, yeah. you know, into I'm thriving. Yeah. And as you, know? you and I were... Or even saying like, I'm lucky. You know, there's mm. something kind of magical about that, yeah. that leaves room for magic. I know a lot of people don't believe in luck. It's like, um, what does that mean? What, what do they say? When preparation meets opportunity. Yeah. That's what quote unquote luck is, right? Mm. But if like you just, get luckier, if right, if you yeah. prepare, if you do the work, then well, you suddenly love become luck. luckier. I love the idea of luck, you know, and, and just um, having that little sprinkle of magic on there. So I mean, even that really shifts. That story would shift the victimhood story. Mm. So, and as you and I were preparing for, for this episode, mm-hmm. I I asked you. Oh, what did you ask me? Well. As we're comparing the old story of I'm a victim mm, to the mm-hmm. new story, it was like in, in the old story of I'm a victim, the, you know, the cartoon version of that would be that yeah. you got punched yep. and you're down on the ground now. Yeah. And you stay down. You're a victim. You stay down, but you are trying so hard. So you're living life on the ground. <laughs> and in the, but in the new story, mm-hmm. it's like you got punched. Yeah. And you fell down. Mm-hmm. And... Got back up. Freaking got back up. Got back like up. Freaking Rocky. Got back up. I da, have. Da, da. <laughs> and not only did I get back up, but I have a sparkle cape. Let's Hell add that. Yes. Sparkle. That's right. All right. Yeah. So that's that's the story that I have rewritten in my life. Mm-hmm. And I will say that in times of stress, you know, you will tend to go back to an old story, especially if you've had it, if you've carried it for a long time. So that's what happens for me. And I really do my best to stay aware, do some really deep breathing in it and to just honestly talk to myself, yeah. you know, really doing a lot of mm-hmm. self positive self talk, not in that, you know, kind of corny way that people talk about. Although I will say it works. I mean, that's why there's a place talk for about corn. It. But <laughs> no, for real. But just right? just like, talking to myself, like, okay, come on, Sienna. Like, if I find myself yeah. feeling that way or feeling, you know, done upon, you know, or just mm-hmm. like taken advantage of, then I will go, okay, really, let's look at the facts. You mm-hmm. know, I start to unravel the story. Mm-hmm. So, and we'll and be keep, talking about that more about facts and um, the story, and separating that. And what's what's neat about using the uh, point of view of a story is that, again, right? You don't know the whole story. There's yeah. always more to the story. Like the story yes. keeps writing. Going. It There's keeps, no real end. Yeah. To as long as you're st- alive, the story that we are living and that we're all a part mm-hmm. of yeah. is that it keeps going. So yeah, you got punched and yeah, you fell down, mm-hmm. but that's not the end. Nope. And even after I die, it exactly. will not end. Exactly. The story keeps going. Yeah. Exactly. That's right. Yes. And that's a good segue um, to to come back to me. Let's you talk are, about me. You are again. all about the segue You today. know, let's keep talking about me. Okay. <laughs> let's bring it back to me. Uh, so after having... The original story of like, oh, the Bible is the truth about how life works. And then it was like, oh, and I'm gay. 
hmm, am I really that evil and horrible and perverted and gross? Mm. Uh, let's take 10 plus years to come to the conclusion that no. <laughs> you know, uh, there's actually more to the story than just the Christian Bible. There's a yeah. bigger, wider world out there. And you're not dissing the Bible. No. Yeah. It's just how... It's just re... re um, Placing, placing where the Bible actually... Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Placement. Yes. Changing Having placement. a different uh, understanding and a different perspective from which to, to view, yes, what the Bible is and other religious and spiritual traditions and human evolution, yada, yada. And then for a long time, the, the story I realized I was living in was one in which where one in which I was the main character. Mm, mm-hmm. And so how was the main character doing? Yeah. Were they succeeding? Mm-hmm. You know, were they, uh, were they making progress and gains and uh, were they achieving? And that was very stressful. Like I was trying to figure out how do I help the main character? you know, win. Uh, and that's, that's freaking stressful. Yeah. And then, so it took another decade or so for me to realize that for me, and I'm not saying this is true for everybody, but for me, that story of having me be the main character didn't feel like it fit anymore. Mm. Like, you know how you just kind of... Because there's more to the story. Well, that's the timer for our non-Taco Bell. (laughs) (laughs) We decided, if if you remember, listener, from last episode, we kept mentioning Taco Bell because we were just freaking hungry and we decided, no, no Taco Bell. Uh, We're going to cook. Good old-fashioned cooking. We're going to cook our own food. Um, Okay. But then I realized, yeah, you know, the story in which I am the main character just doesn't feel like it fits anymore. Mm-hmm. And what does feel like it fits, and this is where I've been for many, many years now, is a story in which I'm not the main character. Mm-hmm. You know who the main character is? That shifts a lot. The main character and the hero of the story who has the spotlight and the top billing is life itself, like Mm -hmm. the life force Mm -hmm. as we see it in humanity and its evolution, as we see it in the ecosystem, what we call the environment and the plants and animals and the biosphere Gaia, you know, like that's the main character. That's the hero of the story, this, this amazing life force. And as I've kind of transitioned into having that be the framework and the story, Mm -hmm. I feel like less stress. That's great. Because it's not on me. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm not the main character. I'm not the hero. Yeah. I I just get to. I mean, even that's a story, right? Saying you are the main character, saying you are the exactly. hero. Exactly. That's right? what I like mean. That's, that Where, that is a story, a different, another story. Exactly. You're telling yourself exactly, yeah. and it's not even that life is happening for me, because then I'm the main character. Mm. You know, if life is happening for me, I still like life. I'm is the happening main for me. Yeah, that's what only I, because that's why I say you know, you know we're this is just me. Yeah, yeah. It's just what works for me. Um, I mean, Instead I would say life, life is happening for everyone, <laughs> right? Because like, because right. everything yeah. that's happening is happening for whatever is happening is happening for every single person. Like whatever situation, and that's hard to swallow. It is really, I mean, oh my gosh, we could totally get into that whole statement. We could. Let's not do it right <laughs> now. <laughs> but yeah, life, life is just happening. Yeah. yeah. It's just happening, period. And the next sentence would be that, hey, I, I get to be a part of it. Yeah. Like, I happen to be a part of this amazing thing that's happening. Yes. And so that's, that's my current story. Thank you. I like that. I really like that. Well, thank you. It's very, that is worth all your years of living for you to come up with. I know you've been living it for many years now, but that's worth all the years it took to come up with that because I think that's a beautiful way to live life. And I think that's where like my uh, infatuation and fascination with like history and mm-hmm. the old timey stuff. And plants. And plants. <laughs> yeah. And growing, yeah. growing plants. Life and forcey about things. Life, yeah. <laughs> learning about the soil and the microbiome and you yeah. know, all of that. And double stuff. helix water. Yeah. All right. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much, everyone. We're going to go check on our dinner. We need food. (laughs) Thanks for listening. This has been part two of our series on uh, stories, the stories we tell ourselves. Hope you you found it entertaining at least. Okay. We'll see you on social media. You can find us on Instagram. Our handle is Sienna and Toast. And you can also visit us on our website, siennaandtoast.com. In the meantime, as always, live your love story. Sassy. Oh, yeah, that sounded that very was a sassy. Little sassy. <laughs> I'll, say, I'll say it a different way. See, we need food. I'll say it. I'll say it. Help wow. me say it. Help me say it. <laughs> you, you say it. Let's say it together. All right. One, two, three. Live your love story. (laughs) I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.